Welcome to This Is Real Life with Jen Blossom, where we talk all things that make us most uncomfortable, from abuse to addiction and trauma to recovery, nothing is off limits. My guests and I will expose the parts of ourselves that hold the most pain and share the freedom that is possible. This is Real Life. Hi, everyone. Welcome to EDU Me, the podcast that is focusing on engaging, educating, and empowering parents. You know, we all have amazing stories to tell, and hopefully some of them are positive, but they're not all positive. But there's a lot that we learn from those that those stories in our lives that are not positive. And I know that as we're going through the days of this quarantine that we are finding days that are good and bad. Well, that's our life as well. So, you know, I happened to run across this amazing lady in South Southern California. Jen Blossom is coming into our studio today to discuss her life. But what's really amazing to me about her life is the fact that we have very similar backgrounds in our education. So we started talking a few weeks ago and we were talking about each other's um, backgrounds and life stories and et cetera, et cetera. And it turns out that she too has a bachelor's in psychology, like I do, and she has a master's in specials, a master's in special education, like I do, which is rare to find in anyone else. And Jen is the first person in my years that I've come across with the same interest and passion. But those interests and passions derive from some place. So Jen, welcome to our podcast. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I love this. Oh, I'm I am thrilled. And you know, I forgot to say that I'm Poonam with EDUME. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> Completely forgot that part. But well, you know, okay. what you when we were talking in our initial conversation, you mm-hmm. and I have so many similarities in our professional careers, but our our childhoods were different, obviously, because I was raised by immigrant parents. But we still ended up in the same path and passion. So let's talk a little bit about your background. Yeah. So I, yeah, you know what I think makes us very similar is our need and our fight for justice, like just for what is right. Um, And that can come from, you know, a background being a child of immigrants and having injustice that way, but it also can come from living in a, in an abusive home growing up. And I think that that's kind of where my, um, my story is. Um, again, you know, when you're a child, you don't know what abuse is. You just know that it doesn't feel good. Um, my parents were never physically abusive. I wouldn't, I mean, there were a handful of times, but it was more emotional abuse. Um, and so, 
I, and again, I didn't know that. I didn't realize that until I was so much older and I had, I had, you know, a struggling with depression and anxiety. I just assumed those were just normal. I did. I didn't know, you know, you don't know what you don't know. Um, and I think that's why I got into psychology. Honestly, I was so intrigued with, uh, you know, human behavior, why people behave in a way. And I think that it's because I was trying to figure out my parents, if that's <laughs> if that makes any sense. Um, and this is obviously all looking back. I think at the time, I you know I knew there was something weird with my parents. Um, my father was an alcoholic. He pa- he's passed away from the disease. But I guess the confusing part was that he was a uh, a, a youth pastor as well um, in my early childhood. So that's a little confusing. My mother, um, she is still alive, but I've been no contact with her her for five years. Um, she, I mean, would be diagnosed narcissist borderline personality disorder. So she's not the, um, kindest person to be around. And, um, so anyways, that's just something that I've had to do. She's also an addict. So I've had to do that for my own health and, you know, stepping into who I am as an adult because of who and what raised me, um, I think that's what makes us all so super unique. So I think that that's why I went into special education because, man, talk about injustice, right? Talk about fighting for those who don't have the voice. Um, even when they're, you know, a lot of parents of special of kids with special needs, they assume they're fighting for the rights of their child when really they're fighting for their own rights, not always what's best for the kid. Um, and so, yeah, I think that that's kind of where I got my excitement from. I taught special ed high school. So I spot, I taught um, nine through 12 for five years. Before that, I was kind of all over the place. I did elementary, early elementary um, intervention um, and behavior intervention with those who were diagnosed early with autism. And so I've kind of been all over the place. And, um, you know, I think the word compassion is something that can transcend all ages. And that is something that I didn't receive as a child. So I think that that's why that's a part of a main part of who I am and why I got into, you know, my what I got into. Currently, though, you know, I'm a stay at home mom. So, you know, all that uh, <laughs> schooling that I did and trying to you know, get all these different certifications and this and that. And then you get pregnant and you're like, oh, I'm superwoman. I can do it all. And then you have two kids and you're like, I don't know what's happening. So uh, anyways, that's kind of what I'm doing right now. But education is my passion. I love, um, oh my goodness gracious. This totally is fine. See, see, this is real life, which Jen Blossom, right? I'm going to let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. That's what happens. So I have two dogs. (laughs) (laughs) On Uh, top of children? I have two dogs, um, and I've got two kids. I've got a five-year-old little boy and a nine-year-old little girl and um, a husband who, you know, who's also kind of a child. So that's how many kids I have. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's it's funny that you say that because my – kids who are in their 20s now still want us to have a dog. And it's been a a struggle and a discussion for decades at this point. And mm-hmm. I refuse. And so when the, they went, all went off to college, they said, Mom, now you should get a dog because it's just going to be you and Dad and you'll be lonely. <laughs> I'm like, listen, I have... 
the four of you independent and ready to conquer the world. But I'm still working on your dad. I mean, like he's getting there, you know, (laughs) because I have five children and I certainly don't need another. You know what? I will be these dogs when we were married, when we were first married. And so, you know, then you have kids. It's like compounding. Anywho, (laughs) they are what they are. I think the trash truck came by and that's very exciting during these quarantine days. So the dogs got... The dogs got excited. <laughs> well, you know, it's an exciting thing to see the trash um, truck come through. I mean, you know, it used yeah, to excite me as a child. Around here lately, I know. <laughs> so, so anyway, so so yeah, so that's kind of how I got into special education and why I am a huge. Um, I like to to help coach people in their trauma recovery. Um, a lot of us who've been through trauma don't realize it's called trauma. Um, and how it affects our brain. And so, yeah, you and I were kind of chit-chatting about how um, education looks um, for those kids who, you know, are underprivileged or are underparented or are abused as children and how that kind of affects, um, you know, education. So as you share your story, one of the biggest questions that I have for you is that you have been able to dig yourself out of the hole, if you will, that you were in, even if you didn't realize it, that these these paths that you've chosen were really for self-care and developing resilience. And what, what advice do you give to other parents who have been through a situation that you've been in or a similar situation where they have felt um, not as strong and um, what is the word I am looking for? Resilient. Resilient. Yeah. You know, so I don't know, you know, there are so many things I think that played a part, but honestly, it was me. I I think, you know what I realized, like, I, I, I know what I don't want to be. <laughs> and I'm going to work my butt off and make sure that I am everything that I want to be. Um, I know there are so many stories of people who come from abusive backgrounds and you get to choose. You choose. Do you want to go? You literally hit a, hit a T in, a ro- in the road and it's like, all right, Jen, you're going to go left and be just like them or you're going to go right and be exactly the opposite of. And so I decided I decided the road less traveled. I don't think it was easy. It was very hard. It's still very hard. Um, I don't think that it gives me an excuse to be a bad parent. I don't think that it gives me an excuse to behave in a certain way. I think that it's 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 um, provided me a path to build resilience. And so I think it's all about how you look at it, really. Was it hard? Yeah. Do I wish it was different? Yeah. But what am I going to do about it? You know, life's about it's not about um, waiting for the storm to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain, right? It's about a perspective change. And has it been difficult? Oh my gosh. Have have my being a parent myself really triggered loss of pain in my in my early childhood? Absolutely. Being married, has that been hard? Absolutely. But you know what? Like I've just chosen to do it differently. And if there was something that I could tell a parent, so I mean, there's so many different ways we can go with this. But if you're a parent listening to this and you're like, yeah, you know, my 
this was my life and this was this and this. All I can say to you is that your children um, are not meant to have to carry the burden or the weight of your trauma. So that's your job and your stuff that you need to go get figured out. Um, it's not, it shouldn't be anything that they have to worry about. They've got enough worries of their own. And you know what? I mean, I, I truly believe hurt people hurt people. And so my parents were also hurt. They came from pa painful pasts. And so was that an excuse for their behavior? No, absolutely not. They became adults and they had choices. So, um, yeah, I mean, I would highly suggest that you get into therapy, not any kind of therapy, get into trauma therapy, someone who knows, um, what trauma does to the brain and how you can actually recover. I mean, that's the best part is you can learn new things. And we know the brain is always changing with neuroplasticity. It's awesome that we're not stuck being who we thought we have to be. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think that that's kind of how I built, I, I just, I decided, no, I just decided I wasn't going to do that. And I wasn't going to be that. And I believe that there were bigger things for me in this life that I wasn't meant to be and live a continuation of their, their abuse and their trauma, if that makes any sense. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. And I think so many times we get bogged down in our own issues and we forget that we are in control of our issues. They may be imposed on us, but our reaction to them is ours. Yeah, and absolutely. so... When when you got married and you had your two children, parenting changed for you. How did yeah. you how did you make that change? And if you don't mind giving us an example or two of yeah. some things that you experienced that you feel like you're doing better for your kids. Oh my gosh. Well, because your parents, I'm assuming, felt like they were doing good for you. Um, yeah, you know, that's an interesting thing. I, I, I don't know, you know, they were, they had an intelligence, so they knew right from wrong and they behaved differently behind closed doors. Therefore, that makes me believe that they knew um, mm. their behavior was wrong. Um, but I can tell you this, I can tell you that being a parent is very different than being a teacher at school. Um, and I think that that's where I had to make a choice because I love teaching. I loved my kids, but I could not be the best teacher and the best mom at the same time. Um, and so I had to make a choice and I will, I will choose it again. I will always choose to be at home with my kids. Um, is it less thankful or it's, is it a thankless job? Absolutely. There's no awards, you know, but you know what, actually as a special education teacher, there's not very many awards either. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, I, um, again, I mean, it's, it's all about, it's about nurturing your child. It's a, that's, that's your job is to nurture them and teach them I mean, I, I personally believe that socially, social emotional, like all of those things are, you can't even get to academia until you do that first, right? Like in Maslow's hierarchy of needs, right? Like you have to make sure the basics are set. You really need to provide a safe, um, nurturing environment where kids are, are, are okay. It's okay for them to fail. You need to do all of those things. Um, at home in order for them to have and be the best they can be in terms of education. 
Um, and so that's kind of what I do. I, I, I love to, you know, that's my goal. I let the teachers do the teaching and I, 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 I be the parent, right? So that means I, if I get angry, which I do, man, right? Like helping, it's all this, uh, homeschooling right now. I mean, how do you not understand area and perimeter? Yesterday with my daughter, I'm like, <laughs> what do you not get? You count the dots, you know? So sometimes that means I have to go, all right, Jen, chill out, right? Like I need to take a break. It's not her, it's me. You know, I need to take, hey, I'll be right back. And then you know what I always do? I, I apologize. Hey, I'm really sorry I got frustrated. You know, you didn't deserve that. I mean, honesty is the best because not only does she deserve the apology for my frustration, but it teaches her then to also apologize for when she's frustrated. Um, you know, I think it's really important for us to take time for ourselves. Um, I think that reflection only happens in the quiet of our hearts. And I think that, you know, reading books and um, you know, yeah, self-care. Care, self-care is not selfish. That was something that I was taught growing up. And it's so the opposite. I become my best self when I practice self-care. Um, you know, growing up, we didn't really get hugged. Well, no, we didn't actually. We never got hugged or kissed or told I love you. And so I am so all about that. I want my kids to know that no matter what happens, no matter the grades they get, the mistakes they make. I love them. They know that. And I, I, I make it a point. I want them to learn from me, um, how, how to love and how to forgive and how to behave. Um, I also think it's important to be consistent, um, and supportive. That is so confusing for children when one minute, you know, one day you're allowed to do this and the next day you're not, you know, I mean, you need to be really consistent with, with what you're allowing and behavior that it's okay, that is okay or not okay, because it's so confusing in the mind of a child because they are not really in control. And when, when they can't determine or, um, when they can't figure out the response they're going to get from you, it causes a lot of anxiety. So being consistent is really important. Um, yeah. And I just, I, I just tell them how proud I am of them. You know, all of those things, because you can't make someone more intellectual, right? You're born with IQ. It's not something that you're, you know, buying at the grocery store. But, um, I, I would say that love and compassion is, is more important than all of the, you know, algebraic equations, you know. Even if your daughter does not learn the area of something, correct, of a square or um, perimeter? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Right, exactly. Right now in my house, I mean, what, what we're teaching right now, okay, so the teachers are sending work, whatever. But what I'm teaching, I'm teaching time management. I'm teaching her that she needs to figure out how to plan her day accordingly. I'm teaching her self um, to be a self-starter. Um, I'm not hanging over her shoulder looking at everything that she does. I am showing her that I trust her, that she's going to get her work done. All of these things are just as important as what she's actually reading or learning, right? So if I can do that on my part, then the teacher can do their part. Um, but it really is, a, you know, a, a team effort. And I think that a lot of times parents forget that in, in the classroom too. It's such an important point that you make. And the whole premise of EDU Me is to be a partner, that parents should be a partner in their child's education. 
But part of being a partner is providing those skills that will enable them to be successful in school. Yeah. And so by you providing the independence of having a schedule, learning how to follow it, checking it off, going to the next thing, trying to create a work-like environment because when they get out into the real world, regardless of what kind of job they're going to hold, hopefully they'll have some kind of job. But they will have the oppor- they will have the base knowledge and skills to be a good time manager. And time oh management God. is That's so cool. crucial right now with all of the technology and you know different avenues that we are being, for lack of a better word, attacked from, that, you know, they need to figure out how to handle all these multi um, technological issues. Yeah, you know, the other parameters. Yeah, no, totally. And I think that being a partner, I mean, that is, you know, it has to be a partner relationship with your child's teacher. It cannot be just the teacher teaches and you back off and don't show up. Like you as a parent have to show up. Um, you as a parent don't do the teacher part, like that's her part, but you need to be the encourager, the tutor, whatever it is that needs to happen. Like that's your job as the parent, like don't have kids if you don't want to parent. Um, and, but another thing I wanted to talk about is how important it is to teach our kids to advocate for themselves. No matter if you're a a child of special need and have special needs, or if you are just in general, like if my daughter doesn't understand something, I tell her, hey, you need to advocate for yourself and you need to contact the teacher. You need to tell her you don't understand. You need, you know, all of these things. I mean, talk about life lessons that I wouldn't really necessarily be involved in if it weren't for this situation, this pandemic that we're in right now. Right. So it's, again, it's also about perspective, right? Like I'm taking, I'm looking at this, like, wow, what a cool opportunity that I can come alongside my daughter during her education while during this pandemic, instead of sending her off to school, having her come home and not knowing really what goes on on a daily basis. Um, so advocating is also a really big thing that you can teach your kids. Um, and a huge thing I teach, I try to teach mine. And I was told when my oldest, who's now 25, was probably seven, the principal at the school told me that if I did not advocate for my children, that no one else was going to. And it wasn't because it wasn't because she didn't care about my children or the teachers didn't care about the children or the students. It is a it's literally a time issue. There is just not enough physical time for each child to get individualized attention. And the other part of it is that we parents know our children the best. And we can offer those um, nuggets into our child's psyche that no one else can, including the child at times. So I believe you the you teaching your daughter advocacy and showing her what advocacy looks like is absolutely going to, to ensure her success. Yeah. 
100%. And not just in education, just in life in general, right? If something isn't fair, I, I absolutely question it. You know, um, if you don't understand something, let, let someone know. You know, I don't want anyone. I never want, see, growing up, I was always very, um, I didn't trust adults at all. So I would never raise my hand. I mean, that was like the that was like the worst thing that could possibly happen. Um, I, just to, to be humiliated, like asking a stupid question or something like that. Um, so I never would. And I don't, that is, that is a part of being, you know, brought up in an abusive, um, uh, family. That's just a part of one of the side effects is you don't ask for help. You don't, question things because you have no power to change them. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's really important that we teach our kids that they have a voice and to use it respectfully, right? I mean, I'm not saying you can throw a fit, but, you know, just to to advocate for yourself um, without having to fear humiliation or rejection. And we, we always told, we do tell our children that it's all in how you present it. Mm. The advocacy can be um, in a bully form where you just railroad yourself in, or mm. you can go in and question why it was done a certain way and you get a better response. And more yeah. likely, there can be dialogue to make it easier for the next person who encounters that situation. Well, and I think that that's modeled, right? I mean, I really mm -hmm. honestly believe that your kids see, I mean, listen, you pick up more um, unintentional stuff than you do sitting in the classroom intentionally, right? So you're going to learn, your kids are going to learn how to advocate for, th for themselves by watching you. So if you're a bully and that's the way you get things done, that's exactly how they're going to assume things get done. So it's very important that you model um, how they should behave when they feel things are unjust or they don't understand something or that being, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Okay. So I ask most of my guests this, and I have not told you that I was going to ask you this, but I'm going to ask you anyway. Let's do it. Let's, let's go for it. <laughs> what is the one piece of advice that you would give parents right now in the situation we're in to manage everything they're dealing with between work, home, children, and schooling from home? Mm. Okay. I would use one word and it's called grace. Mm. That you need to give yourself grace, your kids grace, your job grace. We are all trying uh, well, that, and they know I, I say we all. <laughs> Some people aren't, but uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably are one of the ones trying. So. If that's you, give yourself some grace. At the end of this, your kids are not going to remember that they're, they were studying perimeter and area. What they're going to remember is that their mom smiled at them, that their mom took time for herself, that their dad helped make dinner, um, that they did family movies, right? I mean, the kids are going to remember experiences, um, not so much topics. So I would just... I would, I would give your kids grace. You know, my five-year-old, he doesn't get it, right? Like he just knows that he can't play with his buds. And when you're five, that's how you, so, like, that's your emotional socialization. Like this is how you get 
fed emotionally is playing with your friends. And my nine-year-old, it's different. She can FaceTime her friends or Facebook Messenger that her friends or whatever, but he can't. And so I see him acting out differently. Um, he's a very chill kid, super fun, easygoing, but he is so dang emotional lately. And I think to myself, I'm going to give him some grace right now. We are under a lot of pressure. He is going through his own thing that he doesn't know how to verbalize. For going to sake, he doesn't know. Um, so I'm going to give him some grace, you know, I mean, I'm still going to expect good behavior and we're still going to talk about it, but yeah, I think that the, I think the word would be grace, grace for your husband, grace for your wife, grace for your family, grace for, you know, for, for everybody really, cause we're all going through craziness. Um, yeah, but just to try to create an experience of it all, a positive experience of it all. And if that means you don't get your math homework done, that means you don't get your math homework done. That's kind of where I'm at. So yeah, I mean, I think that would be my advice for, and not just during this pandemic, but just in general, you know, I mean, I think that we were so hard on ourselves. Again, those of us who are trying and listening to podcasts and reading books and stuff, you know, those of us were, we are trying. And so I think that offering yourself and everyone around you grace um, always is a good idea. It's interesting that you say that um, because grace is something that we don't often as parents allow ourselves to mm. have because we have so many balls that we're juggling every single day. So that is mm -hmm. incredible advice. And a great reminder that, yes, we are overwhelmed and overworked and we've got things not going at 100%, even when things are whatever, quote unquote, normal, they're not at 100%. But um, allowing ourselves to realize that we're the best we can be for that moment and that day, I think that's, that's sage advice there, Jen. I am. Oh, thank I'm you. Going okay. To you know what? At 29 minutes, you started mm -hmm. cutting out a little bit. So let's just start uh, over and um, you what say, was I saying at kind of again, what you were just saying, I can cut this. Yeah, I, I uh, can, I'll have, I can cut that part out. So, um, okay, so I was talking about just, grace and you were saying that that was good advice. Okay. Now you're cutting out on me. I lost you. Aye, aye, aye. Okay, there you are. All right, go ahead. See if that works. Okay. Okay. So, you know, we don't often give ourselves grace as parents because we have so many different balls that we're juggling at any given time in a quote unquote normal situation. And you throw in a pandemic, everyone's under one roof, you know we're feeling a lot more pressure because everything's happening in one single area. So allowing yourself some grace is, is huge. And so I'm so glad that you shared that because um, I think I needed to hear that. I needed, I need to allow myself grace as well. And I know many of my friends do in this, in this time because we're all just in survival mode, honestly. You, you know, it's so funny though, because even in my real life, I'm still in, sur I feel like I'm in survival mode, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, 
It's just a different, with the pandemic, it's a different type of hard, right? Like before the hard was, oh, I've got to run to soccer practice and then I got to go pick up, you know, so-and-so and and then I got to drop this off and then I got to do carpool and then I got to get home and make dinner and I got to go to the grocery store, you know, so it's, it's a different type of hard. Um, And so I think we can learn a lot from it. Like, hey, like if the kids have chicken nuggets three nights in a row, it's gonna be okay. You know? Oh, we didn't eat our, we didn't eat all our fruits and veggies. It's okay. You know, um, just those sorts of things, not creating anxiety because here's the issue. When you become overwhelmed, what are you breathing onto your children? You're breathing over being overwhelmed on them. And so it's so important that you are able to calm yourself down and allow yourself to feel the grace because it inadvertently allows your children to feel grace. Absolutely. Absolutely. Such sage advice. I'm so glad you shared. I'm just, I feel like we should be in it. This is like my favorite thing. I think we should be in a yoga class and doing some, you know, asanas or something. I don't know. (laughs) Honestly, I, I enjoy, I, I love teaching. So what better to use your life, learn from it and then teach from it. Right. We all have something to that we have had to learn from and that we can teach to others. And I think we forget that sometimes because we get caught up in our, our daily routine. There's yeah. so much to offer in the end. Okay, that, we'll just edit that out. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I was just going to say that, honestly, I think that real life experience is much more powerful than something that you can learn from a book. And so if you can even share your real life experiences with your children, I mean, obviously age appropriate truth is always the best policy here. Um, but that right there, what a cool thing. Hey, you know, talking to your kids at dinner. I'm sorry, you guys. I am feeling so tired tonight. I, I'm just having a rough time with trying to work. I mean, honesty is the best policy. Um, and to use that to kind of open up some verbal communication with your kids is also really, it's a cool experience right now. I mean, again, it's not its not easy. It's hard, but it's definitely something that we can learn from and um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm trying my best. We're, we're doing creative things. Like we're doing, um, every Saturday night we dress up for dinner. So it's like a dinner, a dinner night and we do Pictionary or something. Right. So we, you know, I'm trying to create fun things that the kids will remember. Um, and again, and you know, social emotional health is always, always on the top of my list. Absolutely. We actually played Wii Sports last night. I don't think I played it in probably 10 years. So fun. But, you know, but it's fun to go back to those yeah. retro games, too. I don't know if totally. Wii is really retro, but, you know, you get the yeah, point. Yeah, no, totally. <laughs> Or I mean, right. So again, I mean, I think it's about, it's about experiences and it's about right now. I mean, right now being a parent, um, and you know, if you're working from home and you're trying to make sure your kids are doing their work and you're overwhelmed and you're, you know, that's the time to offer yourself some grace. If you've got some free time, cause you know, you're not working or whatever, you know, then that's the time that you, you know, create these little experiences for your kids, but absolutely. Yeah. So, so and you know, yeah, I mean, I'm so happy that I was able to come on your podcast and share, um, a part of my background and why I, 
Um, I'm so such a proponent of education of all things. Um, you can't do better unless you, or you can, yeah, you can't do better unless you know better and you can't know better unless you learn better. So, um, I love it. I love yeah, it. I love so, it. Yeah. So my so, podcast is, um, mm-hmm. this is real life with Jen Blossom. And it started because again, I, th- I just think that experiential learning is, is the best kind of learning. And I think that, um, you know, just because you're a parent doesn't mean you're a good one. So I think that a lot of people that, um, they have great stories that we can all kind of learn from. And so I started a podcast where I interview people who've been through addiction, who've been through all types of abuse, who've been to and from the worst of things. Um, and yeah, so, I mean, if you're at a place in your life where you're looking for a little bit of encouragement or some hope in a really hard situation or just community of people that have been through the same sorts of things, I definitely would check it out. It's on Spotify, Apple podcasts, all those, all those, um, different platforms, but it's been a pleasure, um, being on your show. And I just appreciate what you're doing, um, creating community, um, and partnerships between, um, schools and parents. Well, thank you, Jen. And I'm so glad you came on and, you know, I'm so excited that we are getting to collaborate together because you putting these stories, uh, you putting these stories out about real life issues that we all face in one form or another and bringing them to light and bringing a solution because so many times people just want to know that I've been through this and I can have a positive outcome. So mm-hmm. I'm so glad that you're sharing not only your story, but others stories. Yeah. So thank you so, so much oh for joining it is, me. It is my pleasure. It is my and pleasure. I'm so grateful that we got to connect. Yes. So um, guys, if you want to listen to Jen's podcast, it is, this is real life. You can find it anywhere you listen to your podcast. We will have that in our show notes on the website. And always remember that we are working together to educate them better. Stay safe, my friends. Take care. Bye. Bye. Bye.